Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Struggle Session. I am your host, Leslie Lee III. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Jack Allison. Jack, how's hello. it going? Oh, it's going just fine. You know, we're uh, we're in just a few hours before AEW Revolution, so so it's a good day over I'm here. I'm actually excited for it. I'm excited that you're you have gotten into AEW. I finally have. It's finally taken, Leslie. And really, all you have to do is like watch a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? I actually think maybe it was a mistake the first couple times that we tried to like be live while watching it because I think that split my focus a little bit. Now that I'm like really settled into like just watching it week to week i am fully on board and i'm very excited for the pay-per-view shit leslie i'm thinking about going to fucking vegas for for double or nothing oh, in May cool. at awesome. this point and i like kind of awesome. want to go that's that's dope that's dope you know i have actually gotten into the wrestling business myself i'm going to wow. be a ring announcer in, is that true yeah in dc april 30th at a fight club pro uh dc awesome. i will be ring announcing officially uh i did i wow. had my pre-announcing debut which was fun which was fun but i'm gonna do have my official announcing i told I, when we started the show we were like i was like i'm gonna take you to the top jack as a you know a wrestler <laughs> and uh, you've been getting yeah. in shape i've been getting in shape we're gonna get in that goddamn ring brett and brian have been talking a lot of shit too about how Brett Brian's been saying like you know I'm gonna take one bump I'm like motherfucker we're gonna have a match we should have let's a match do, let's let's I you know I'm into it I think that the next time we do a live uh you know traveling show with the street fight it should be an actual street fight we yes. should that we should really actually you <laughs> yeah. know do a, a fight at each venue uh us versus the street fight guys um Brian I think I can take Brett I'm Brett a little nervous, to be right. honest with you. He I looks gotta, like he's I got gotta... some real, like, just skills uh, in him, man. Um, All right. So let's get into our topic of the day, folks. It's 1989 again. Dun, 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 dun. Batman <laughs> is back in movie theaters. Didn't you miss him? It's 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 ni- it's 1989. It's 2007. It's 2015. It's all <laughs> of them all over again. Batman is back, everybody, and and people, Leslie, are over the fucking moon. Everyone is very very excited to see to see Batman again. Honestly, a lot of people were excited to see this. It's done 250 million worldwide box office. Not. Which of you course know, is is absolute dog shit in yeah, pre-COVID days. Yeah, but, dog shit. But with but with the with the po- with the post-COVID asterisks of like I, that's hey that's pretty good. Movies are dead, so that's pretty good. It's uh gotten a uh, pretty good reviews. It's so right now on Ryan Tomatoes, the Tomato Meter, which we I love to reference. I it's just oh, it's yeah. the funniest thing in the world to oh, me. Oh, that's the most objective measure of a movie's goodness. The 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 uh, official Tomato Meter and whether it's rotten or fresh. So the Batman's currently sitting at eighty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which is certified fresh, uh, based on three hundred sixty one reviews. And just for comparison's sake, David Fincher's nineteen ninety five thriller Seven has an eighty two percent on the tomato mm. meter right now. This is the critics' mm. reviews, by the way, not the layperson review. This is not critics. the audience score. 
uh, and I do mention se- seven specifically because Jack, we're going to get into this movie. Uh, well, you actually, might as well call not, this I, one eight. Call this eight. <laughs> I mean, it's so uh, uh, I, Jack. Well, before I, I we dive into the plot of the movie, you were excited for this going. In, I right? was. I. I. Okay. So the first trailer that we saw, I was kind of like, eh, it looks a little Nolan-y. Wasn't that into it? With every succeeding trailer, I did get. I found myself getting more excited for this movie. Um, and I like the new theme. And I'll even say that I like the, the new theme in the movie. I will talk about the rest of the soundtrack a little later on. But the new, you know, bam. I'm like, frankly, just that Batman has a theme at all is good to me. Because we're coming from the world of Avengers where it's just like taps and shit like that. But I don't want to pass up the theme thing because it plays nonstop throughout the movie. like, And it sounds like the Imperial, it, do, it is the Imperial March. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they play it uh, quite as much as they play a Nirvana song on loop. <laughs> they just play that looping Nirvana song over and over again. Um, but yes, I was excited for this movie. And, you know, not to spoil it for everybody, but Leslie texted me the other day before I saw it being like, I didn't like the movie. And I was like, shit. Is this going to be another fucking Matrix where we're going to like, you know, have a differing opinion? Because I I was kind of like, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of these apes movies. You know, I don't really like the grunting ape talking, you know, Planet of the Apes. And in fact, I think the original Planet of the Apes is better. And I'm getting a little bit bored of the ongoing war for the Planet of the Apes or whatever. But I was like, okay, this Matt Reeves guy is pretty competent. And those are competently made movies, even if I think the plot is stupid. And the trailers, like I said, I kind of got more on board with each successive trailer but this movie fucking stinks this movie is a real fucking stinker and i'm a little bit shocked at everybody's response to it you know it it gets the covid you know box office asterisks but i think that there's also like a superhero movie asterisk going on people are very forgiving to these fucking superhero movies and i gotta be honest with you um the comparison to Seven and the comparison to Zodiac <laughs> is 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 upsetting to be honest with you like you know i honestly you know like i like the snyder dumbness because i think that fits as like a kind of comic booky dumbness and while i do think that snyder is trying to take it seriously and thinks he's making serious movies this one has a dumbness to it that that and and a serious taking of that dumbness and yes. and the reaction by the by the reviews has been like to also take it as seriously as the movie takes itself and i think that this movie is absolutely fucking infantile especially <laughs> especially like the mystery elements oh, of yes. it like um so yeah i guess let's get into uh, you know I, I a couple things like the mystery the comparison to Seven and Zodiac. Let's talk about that at first, right? Because it's or, the, it's the, it is the beginning of the movie where we're stumbling on the real crime scene, and it's almost shot for shot the beginning of Seven, where they're going yeah. into the crime scene, even using like the same like color palettes, you know? Like, see, very- that's the thing. That's the thing about the comparison to Seven and then the reviewers and everybody saying, like, it's actually a lot like Seven. I'm like, yeah, I get that that's what Matt Reeves was going for. That's obviously what he was going for in the same way that, you know, Spider-Man tries to be like a high school comedy, but that has a superhero in it. Obviously, this is a Batman movie that's trying to be Seven. But does it succeed at that? 
I say like no unequivocally. Like yes. seven here's here's what I think the comparison really, really breaks down for me is I think that this Batman movie, um, especially in its first two hours, is pretty much characterless. Um, I think that there are there's basically like zero character development, zero emotional stakes to this movie. Batman himself is an extremely flat character in this movie, um, which I don't even want to blame on Robert Pattinson because I actually think he's a pretty decent actor. And I was kind of looking forward to Pattinson as Batman, but they give him nothing to do. He, and so, like, you know, and, and if you look at Seven, there's a ton of character yes. going on in that movie, like a lot. Like this is like there's a mystery going on and the mystery is very, very compelling. But the detectives are also compelling and have an inner world and have an arc that they're going through. This Batman movie doesn't even sort of sell, I think, very well that Batman loved his dad in the first two <laughs> hours. You know what I mean? Like we get the very basic same old, same old voiceover of he's like, this city, it is filled with scum and the scum I need to defeat. It's the city's gone rotten and oh, evil. Let's pause there because one thing I actually did like that voiceover and I was hoping they would continue it because this story is very similar to the long Halloween, which was already adapted in the Dark Knight, which is one thing to mention. Like it's a readapting a comic that's already been adapted. Yeah. But I, I, before I, I mean, there's so much to get into, but I did like the voiceover and I wish they had done it just as a framing device to let us know how time is passing and like a better way to deliver exposition in the way that the comic books do than just having the characters like mm -hmm. talk about that stuff like there's so much exposition i would have been better happier and i thought right with the with more voiceover even though that usually doesn't work but it is supposed to be like a comic book story as opposed yeah. to like a batman originally so but i it, it's disserviced well, by the it's, it's disserviced by being called batman the batman because it should have a name like a story name like a, the better version like of this movie the, of, the batman riddler's revenge yeah something like that like would be <laughs> like the Riddler, six flags ride yeah something like that would be a, a yeah a little bit um, better you know for me i understand the instinct to not want to do the origin story again and to not show the origin story on screen because we've seen it a million times and everybody would make fun of it if we showed it again because that's like now a trope that if you show the batman origin they're like we're seeing batman's origin again but perhaps if it's become so boring to see Batman's origin, they should stop making Batman movies. Perhaps if it if the if if the story of the character is so well trod and boring to us that you don't want to include it to even like include emotional stakes in this movie or give the character of Batman and Bruce Wayne like literally any kind of character whatsoever then maybe we shouldn't be making these movies anymore the movie pulls a lot from a lot of good batman stuff and tries to do a lot of things that the fans want but it gets like all wrong and in the wrong order like even like with the bat with the death of the waynes okay it's not just complaining about seeing the waynes die it's also having the batman story be so focused on his right. grief over his parents this movie is still focused on his grief over his parents we just don't actually see the murder and he just has a scene yeah. where he talks to alfred about it now i'm not saying he 
does they do the grief well he said he literally says to alfred you're not my father at one and that's, point that's all we get of characterization <laughs> of batman i would say for literally the first two hours of the movie now i'll say this about the plotting of the movie it's bad to begin with yes. but i also think it's very television what we're watching first of all the movie's three hours long which yeah. is unbelievable yeah. and so fucking exhausting and interminable and but, it, but it, it does not need to be three dollars long they could have cut at least 10 minutes of slow-mo of batman walking like the suit looks cool but we don't need to see like 10 minutes of him just walking slowly from place to place I'll say this, Leslie, after Warner, you know, released all of their movies on HBO Max first, like for them to not release this one on HBO Max, which is basically three episodes of a television series is bizarre. I actually think, you know, uh, could you have cut 10 minutes? Probably. But I think that if you look at the structure of this movie, it's three episodes of an hour long television show. And it actually breaks down really weirdly, like on the hour mark, like you kind of get a resolution to that episode's story mm. and then the next episode begins and i think it's not good i think that's bad structure for a movie but when you're talking about you know batman having angst over his parents yes there's that one single line about it at the start of the movie and that's like basically literally all the characterization we get for the first two episodes of this movie then in the third episode they decide oh we actually do need batman to have like some characterization and he like gets upset about his parents and of course it's all about his parents and there's a bunch of stupid ass convoluted shit where like Carmine Falcone tells him something that he takes at face value then he goes to Alfred and he's like the you very have lied next to scene. me no the very yeah, next very scene, next scene they undo Again, this revelation this is all, that we get this from is all, Falcone and it, the question is I don't even know if they did undo it it's really murky and unclear because it's like Falcone says this and then Alfred says no it wasn't true but then it is true that he did so Falcone tells Batman, your dad was running for office and he like hired a hitman basically to take out like a reporter that found dirt on him. And then he goes to Alfred and he's like, you lied to me about my dad. Number one, why does he assume that Alfred even like knows about this? Like, why is he <laughs> assuming that this was a lie to begin with? But then he also Alfred's just like, no, it's not true. Your dad was a good man. And Batman's like, oh, okie dokie. <laughs> like, he just like two scenes back to back is like, my dad's evil. And then someone else tells him like, no, he's not. And then he's like, okay, he's not. And also, by the way, Alfred's explanation is not that your dad didn't hire this hitman or not that he didn't try to intimidate a reporter, but he's like, he didn't do it for his family. He did it for your mom. And I'm like, well, fucking six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah. What the fuck is the difference, really? Uh, and it, um, and it's, what's strange to me is that that little plot is also the same plot twist that's in Joker. Like, it, the exact same plot twist. Your mom was secretly crazy and we didn't tell you. Like, that is literally, like, the plot twist in Joker. It's the same one it's like and this so much of this script does feel a little bit like dated and old and like they like they had like covid breaks and like it's very very disjointed on the whole like the three episode structure you're talking about makes sense but like i, I just want pick up one example that's bad i want to once once yeah. again make clear that i think that the three episode structure to me is bad for doing a movie but that's just what it seemed the most like to me when i was watching it so a mi murder mystery you're supposed to have suspects that you're trying to figure right. out which of these suspects clues did it and clues that you're finding we already know who's doing the murders from the beginning of the movie it's the riddler 
He's a nobody. Mm-hmm. He's nobody. When they find out his name, it does not matter. It means nothing to anybody. He's a literally yeah. a nobody. The in fact, what, there's a very funny sequence in the movie when they finally reveal who he is. Paul Dano <laughs> has been credited at the beginning of the movie. He's in a mask the entire time. Then we get this big reveal. We're behind his head, and then they go in front of his face, and it's like, oh, it's Paul Dano. Just literally the actor Paul Dano doesn't look any different than he normally looks in every <laughs> single movie that he's in. It's it's Paul Dano. Uh, and they, they kept him out of the trailers and all this shit and finally we see him and i'm like yeah it looks how he's looked in every single movie we've ever seen him in and he's playing the riddler who by the way is Bugman? He he stole the performance from Bugman. He's in also the first half he's, the he's Bugman. He's also a Twitch star. He's like they're like well, he's well, going live on star. Twitch and he's got chat. Yeah, he's got five hundred followers. It's, a, it's the funniest line. I busted oh out laughing many times during yeah. this movie. But the five hundred followers one was so funny. It's like the the, po- the policeman like on his computer. He's like this guy's do this guy's you know got a lot of followers. He's got five hundred followers. <laughs> a lot of fringe types. Fucking uh, idiotic. It, the writing the, of this movie is fucking all idiotic. All the cop dialogue is so bad. Like, Jesus Christ. Every okay. other word out of Gordon's mouth. I, I, I like Jeffrey Wright as an actor. Not as a person. Sure. But as an actor, he's awful. <laughs> yeah, in this. He's, 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 what the fuck do I have to care about any of that? He's so bad in this as Commissioner Gordon. Very 70s yes. TV. Flat. Cop. Flat. Uh, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. We're watching three episodes of a TV show. But getting back to the seven reference, because the thing about the Riddler, it, so the Riddler is like in comic books is like a funny little guy who pray, plays pranks and doesn't even like kill people. Like explicitly, Riddler usually does not kill people. In this, yeah, it's kind they, of an they, antidote to the Joker in a weird way. Yeah, he's like the opposite of the Joker, and so but they've recast him because they decided I guess there's been too much Joker. Uh, in movies, so they just make him into like a serial killer, like the Joker, but mostly inspired by like the Zodiac killer. And they explicitly reference oh, Zodiac, yeah. which you should never reference a much better movie. You should never remind me of a much better movie while I'm watching your PG 13, like bloodless Dolce. And, and the PG 13 is really hurts the like Zodiac comparisons because like those movies are brutal. You see some really intense stuff, but here you just have cops going, oh, Oh my god, because a guy has a plastic bag over his head. It's like it's so like silly and like those are the first few minutes of the movie okay. where I'm like ready to get in. I'm like, this is so, cornier than like criminal minds. When I say that, you know, the Fincher movies have more character to the detectives, I think there's less in Zodiac. And you could make the argument that there is less sort of internal conflict going on, you know, with the detectives in Zodiac. But the Zodiac case is really interesting. Yes. And the Zodiac murders are interesting. And the way the cryptography works in the Zodiac murders is interesting. The mystery itself is very interesting. And the way that the, you know, that the killer is kind of interacting with the police is very interesting. In this, the Riddler does his riddle thing with literally riddles from like 101 best riddles like you'd get in like a grade school classroom. Um, Batman figures out the riddle immediately every single time every single time they say the riddle it's not like he goes back and has to think about it or anything they just he immediately knows the answer to the riddle plus the the riddles lead him to shit that the detectives and police should have found just from doing regular police work. Like the first riddle, he like finds the word drive in the cipher. He's like, what if the cipher is not the thing? And then it shows the word drive. So they go back to the murdered mayor's house and go to check all his cars. 
the police would have checked through the entire <laughs> fucking house. And the the car that, you know, the Riddler wants him to go into has like a big piece of scissors hanging out the side of it. Like the murder weapon or like a murder weapon is like put into the tire. So it's like the cops didn't search anywhere in the mayor's house other than his room. And then like they didn't see that there's a car with like a murder weapon in it. Yeah. The dumbest one in this movie. And I literally think that this is like... People talk about Batman and Robin having like the bat credit card or whatever, and as like one of the stupidest movies or moments in Batman. The stupidest one in this is when they're telling the penguin the like, you know, the the hint, and it's like you are El Rata El Auto. And he's like, Well, he said the wrong conjugations. He's using the wrong conjugations for for it should be La Rata del Auto. And they're like, You are El. URL and Batman pulls out like a Batman laptop and they go to elradaalada.com URL URL I'm like that is actually they're trying to take this seriously this movie wants to be seven but that's like out of the Adam West Batmans that is truly fucking moronic and they want us to think that that is clever and smart and like cool yeah, so there's I actually so so much of this movie I felt like wow this is very burdenous this is very Schumacheresque surprisingly so and I didn't complain and I didn't have a problem with that except for the fact that it was front loaded with like scenes out of Zodiac and like how do these two worlds interact or mean anything in any way like one second we're supposed to be thinking about this intimate murder and like caring that this you know guy gets murdered and like this is supposed to be a big deal but the next scene like you have Batman getting shot with like a hundred bullets and then them just bouncing off them and like not let's talk about batman getting shot all the time in this movie because he does get shot all the time and at first i was like okay cool he's got like body armor but it's superman level like you can't get shot in body armor at point blank and just like keep walking forward like you know what i mean like you get like knocked back it just ends up like feeling stupid it feels like oh batman is just a superhero or like is literally invincible like superman in this and for a movie that's trying to be kind of gritty and batman is covered in dirt and all this kind of shit it just it seems idiotic that by the way i should also say you know, we're talking about the plot a lot here. The action in this movie is quite bad. The action in this and yeah. the fighting is very, very bad. The fighting is very Arkham. The is very inspired by the Arkham games, um, but it looks worse than the Arkham games. The Arkham? No, no, no. I don't think it gets the Arkham games at all. I, I think don't think it's it really gets like them. I think like it's very Bert. inspired by them. Like I said, I think it's like more. I think it's much more closer to like the Burden films because he like Batman is just so like. If and still, like that's the thing I noticed. Like when you look at how he moves in Batman versus Superman, like it's that's like direct Arkham games, and it's very fast, it's very fluid. He's using the environment, like he's just standing up and walking up to people and like punching them out, like basically doing like fisticuffs half the time. Yeah, it's really and like getting not shot that, over uh, and over, over and over again. No dodge, no techniques, no like hiding in the shadows, no sneaking around doing predator mode. It's just like him straight up walking into fights uh and let's talk i want to talk about the first fight and actually the intro about crime Mm -hmm. and what crime is how crime is presented so the first minutes of this movie where they're telling us how gotham city is hell etc etc all we see people 
like spray paint. Yes. Like people doing spray graffiti. painting a bank to say broke. They're like spray painting the bank to say broke outside. And then there's like guys on on the subway watching a video of and it is so the, fucking not- funny. Of the knockout game. The knockout, knockout game, game knockout is real game. in Gotham, and they're trying to make their new little gang member like do a knockout game on somebody. And <laughs> the, that is the first fight scene with Batman, him stopping knockout games. Yes. That, my friends, is pathetic. Yes. There's even, by the way, a guy who sticks up like a um, like a, 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 a convenience store, and he's like running away. That one would be a more appropriate one for Batman to like get in a fight with. Like instead, it's like showing that they're all thinking he's everywhere. They're like he's like they think I'm in the shadows, and it shows them all looking at shadows and shit like that and getting scared. But no, he's there to protect people from the knockout game, which is a real big problem in Gotham. But here's the thing, Batman really does not spend a lot of time in a lot of the comics like handling super low level crime. Yeah. In the long Halloween, it's all him fighting mobsters, just like in the Paul Dini cartoons. For the most part, maybe there's a mugging or two he breaks up, but it's like when he deals with crime, it's organized crime. Because when you just have Batman beating up poor people, which is the critique, it like it really doesn't work like in in this in uh, in his favor for the film. Now, some people will say like that. Uh, that is actually a critique that they're trying to make, but it doesn't really feel like one. That. It just feels like <laughs> Matt Reeves like think that's that's what like crime is. It's like people doing the knockout game and like use like tagging stuff and like that's and like the drug, which are just oh like my God. I, I swear to God, they're edibles. They're like forty milligram <laughs> gummies are the drug these the drop drops heads, that these were supposed drop to be heads. A, one of the worst fake, least scary fake. Drugs I know, like I've make it fucking PCP or something, where like it makes make you it violent or, or something. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I'm just saying, black like it kind of just seems like people are sitting around, like they're like, oh, I'm spaced out. Damn, they're high on the drops right now. I'm like, man, I just don't know. Who gives a shit? Really? And yeah. You know, Jack, that was supposed to be initially a tie-in with someone who does appear in the film, the Joker. Yeah, Barry Keegan's Joker, which do, who does appear in this movie strangely Let me say, enough. let me say this by the way. I'm not a fan of the Nolan Batmans that much. I'm not like the biggest fan of them. But how do you do the same reveal that they did at the end of Batman Begins and do it worse? The the reveal at the end of Batman Begins is, "Oh, the Joker exists in this world." The reveal at the end of this is, "Would you believe it?" The Joker exists in this world. Wow, <laughs> the fucking Joker is there in Batman. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just like exhausted by all of this. I'm like, I don't really like. I know they've already greenlit a sequel. I am sad because I wish Robert Pattinson wouldn't be contractually obligated to keep doing these movies. And already the prospect of seeing another one of these where it's fucking young Joker versus young Batman. (laughs) I just am fucking exhausted. All right. So we got I want to talk about one thing that a lot of people are talking about, and that is the copaganda element in Batman, the Batman and the Batman character. And I feel like a lot of people have just kind of gotten confused, right? Because you you do know that Batman's friends with Commissioner Gordon. He hangs out with the, you know, he puts criminals in jail, et cetera, et cetera. But as we've talked before, a lot of stories have him in, you know, he's a criminal. He yeah. is, he can be in opposition to the police, something Batman like the Dark Knight Batman year one Returns. and stuff like that. There's a lot of yeah. Batman versus police that goes on. 
Yeah, and a lot in Batman Year One, he fights the police because the story basically says the police are inherently corrupt. Every single one of them is corrupt. Jim Gordon is the only person he can trust on the force. And that's something that you see appear in a few other uh, Batman media, even like the Batman um, video game, like Arkham Origins. Arkham Origins, he spends a lot of time fighting cops. So you don't have to present the ba a Batman story as like him buddy buddy with cops. But this one is like past Nolan levels of good cops helping out Batman. Like he's always hanging out with cops. Like every time you see him, he's surrounded by police officers and part and like his emotional journey. Really, he does have an arc and the arc is him winning the respect of the Gotham PD. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, there are bad cops in this, of course. We should be clear. But yeah, like there the big reveal at the end is he's like, you know, the Carmine Falcone's like, You're you're a cop, like, don't you know I own you? And it's like, you don't own all of us. And it's a big hero shot. Literally, the scene that had the most people in it of the entire movie is like a big crowd of good cops waiting outside. <laughs> Which you don't have to do and really undercut the storytelling because it's like, why is Gordon letting him walk around crime scenes? when all the lab techs are there because he is remaking the scenes from seven <laughs> and the lab te lab techs were there in right. seven. They're not there in like the Batman games when he's like, he like goes in after or like even before uh, and does all his own stuff, which is some of the most fun, like interesting detective Batman stuff. I I didn't get anything out of him like walking around the cops and then being like, what's this freak? There was here? one moment right at the beginning where it was like the, the mayor's blood was coagulated or something and he he did know like the medical name for what had happened to him and I was like okay maybe he's going to be more of a detective that was the only time in the entire movie yes. and the rest was just him solving like literally like first grader riddles easily you know yeah I yeah I keep trying to say like the mist so there's no the mystery around horrible. who's doing the murder but the mystery that actually of the crime center to this is that the cops work for the mob, which is like the premise of most Batman movies. Like that's the premise yeah. of Batman begins, but that's the mystery that the Riddler actually solves. And that's why he's killing all these people because they're corrupt. So it's like, Batman doesn't solve anything. Like, the Riddler is always yeah. multiple steps ahead of him. In fact, there's been a massive criminal conspiracy going on that Batman is completely unaware yeah. of all the way until about the end of the movie that the Riddler, who is just some dork, figured reveals out it because to him. he was crunching numbers. Yeah, the, 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 and has to tell the Riddler him reveals the, the mystery to him. And, and then, yeah, like, honestly... What Batman does for crime solving in this is like notice things that any cop would have noticed. Like there's like the part where like he, you know, the thing with like the cop had a rat on his face and it was like this plastic tubes going to his face. They have Batman look at it. And what Batman sees that the other cops didn't see is a button. Like a button that he presses and then like a little tray opens and it says for the Batman. I'm like, that's not being a detective. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just no, yeah. And that's like, that's, and that's Schumacher. Yeah. That's Schumacher. And that's I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you can't do that and Fincher in like the same scene. Like it just came And I don't think that's what people are strange. liking about this movie. I don't think people are like, oh, this is a throwback to the goofy Batmans, like the Schumacher and Adam West. I don't think anybody is saying that. People are like, this one's like smart. You know, it's like a smart Fincher movie. I saw someone say, this is bringing cinema to comic book. Yeah, movies. I just... Like, I, I, I don't know if you've seen cinema, uh, especially those Batman 
Catwoman scenes in front of the LCD screen that take so much of the film and look god awful oh. to me. What did you? I hate that LCD wall, by the way, but I cannot stand it. Did you, did did it bother you for some reason? Mm. It just never. It looks worse than green screen to me. Like where like they have that glowing sky between. Them. That's all in front of the LCD wall. Interesting. Not, like, yeah, I kind of didn't notice it that much, but perhaps I was looking at my watch a little too much to see how much longer this movie was going to be. Yeah, it would be the scenes that you would be looking at your phone, but it was like, I I, I like Robert Pattinson. I, do too. I like Zoe Kravitz. I like Kimmy. I, I thought Kimmy is just fine. I'm not a Zoe Kravitz hater. But her Catwoman, what is that character? Okay, let's talk about Catwoman. Like, it's like half of the Catwoman from the comic books. It's like they cut like half of the character off, but she can she still like knows ninja. Yeah, let's so let's talk about reason. Catwoman. But she's like a yes, waitress. Yes, let's talk about how we how we. Let's talk about how we meet Catwoman here, okay? Because in the Burton movies, it's like, here's a character, and she becomes Catwoman. In this movie, Batman, like, goes to, you know, an underground bar. The waitress seems like she knows information, so he follows her home and just finds out that she's Catwoman. Like, she just is a waitress who also is being Catwoman at the time. I'm like, so wait, are these, like, the only two people who are dressing up as, like, bats <laughs> and cats and just totally randomly? Or is, like, everybody doing this all the time? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really get... And I know they later reveal, like, oh, she's fucking Falcone's son, daughter or whatever. But I didn't really get, like, a good justification for, like, why she's Catwoman. <laughs> it just felt, like, very yeah, convenient was... that he goes, follows her, and she just is already Catwoman, who he's never heard of. And there's no sort of history to this. Like, he just watches her undress and dre redress as Catwoman. I'm like, they don't, they're not like, isn't this a little weird that, like, we both dress up in, like, leather and go out at night? <laughs> and, like, uh... is that, like, a little strange to just randomly meet each other like this we find out that she's undercover there mm, kind of to do a heist yeah kind of it's not it's very like murky yeah. for some reason like like is she does she actually work there or is she like like secret it's very unclear like who this character is early on and like the heist she ends up pulling is she waits for them to go in the parking lot when they've loaded it up with a load up an suv with millions of dollars drugs drops. and a dead yeah. body conveniently all the things that she was looking right for in one spot that's the big heist yeah. been working on when like in something like the long halloween like you have these really f batman catwoman meet on the job she's breaking into maroney's yeah. mansion while he's like breaking into maroney's mansion to question him and it's like an interesting like like how superheroes it's like meet. you know like, there you know, are in the other batman movies they like actually you know try to make them a movie you know what i mean it's like kind of doesn't this one has so much assumption that we're like okay so batman's gonna be there and catwoman's gonna be there and we kind of know yeah. both of batman and Catman what their deal is and that they're going to meet each other I'm like no that is not fair that's not allowed you shouldn't be allowed to just <laughs> no. be like come with the assumption that we know that they're going to know each other I'm like like think about this movie in a vacuum it's fucking ridiculous that this per that he follows home a waitress and she's also like someone that dresses as a cat and goes out and knows acrobatics and all this fucking shit like that's just the first waitress he saw you know like it, and, and she also <laughs> happens to be the roommate of the girl who's killed and kidnapped and all this it's too much coincidence and like too stupid yeah and when she's killed like they do not give a fuck when they she find kind her body of cares, just like, like when she's missing but when they find the body she's just like she's dead like i thought she would be yeah and then they do the fight the chase scene which i thought 
I thought awful. Was I, I thought I, you know because, honestly the the shots in the chase scene that were good at all were all in the trailer. But I felt like when we're even when we're on the freeway, I'm like, is everybody going 25 miles per hour? It felt yes. like the slowest chase scene I've like ever seen, and it just was a bunch of the him being like mo- caught behind trucks. I'm like, why are we going? 20 miles an hour for this entire chase scene. And, and frankly, the geography of it felt very bad. Like there was an over-reliance on that like GoPro locked on the side of the car thing, but I didn't really get any good sense of like the geography, where they are in relation to each other. And and then, yeah, like finally it ends with the explosion that we've seen a million times in the trailers. And that's kind of a cool shot. But frankly, it was better in the trailers because they like played the theme like really loud and big. And in the movie, they played it like a weird subdued version of it. Like it was not good. Yeah, it was much better in the trailer. And of course, that scene is already like we saw that in the Dark Knight. That's like just the yeah. same like shit that we guys just saw we in Dark Knight. But I want to say like, during this chase scene, this new Batmobile, which does look cool, I Muscle like it. Muscle car Batmobile, it cannot, sure. Yeah, but it cannot keep up with the Penguin's luxury sedan, yeah. and they they have this massive chase scene only because Batman wants to ask Penguin <laughs> questions, which he has already done before, and he's asking him questions about a murder that the Penguin is actually innocent of. Yeah. He's the, like a red herring. So what is the point of this chase scene other than we need to have a si- Because chase in scene. episode two, the villain was the Penguin, and so in, in this particular episode, we needed the... Pe- frankly, the whole purpose of this was for the Penguin to solve the URL um, riddle, you know, the penguin is the one who basically solves the URL riddle. But yeah, that's the whole point of the chase scene is to just to have a chase scene to begin with. And then for the penguin to be the only one between the police officer and the brilliant detective to notice that the Spanish was wrong uh, on the URL Rada thing or whatever. That's like ultimately plot wise, you know, what the purpose of it was. Um, but yeah, I, I found myself very disappointed with the chase scene. I will say this. Yeah. Lot of not lot of unimpressive performances in this movie. I basically don't like any performance in this movie except for Colin Farrell. I was on board for Colin Farrell's Penguin, and I wish that there was more big swings like that. I like Colin Farrell's Penguin. I like every scene that he was in. And I even thought he was funny in the questioning scene, you know. I think Paul Dano, people have the audacity to be like, Paul Dano's really good in this. He's not. And uh, in fact, no. when like in the scene where he's like being interrogated at Arkham, I was like, in some ways he's almost like Maddie Ziegler in music level. Like this is like almost like offensive in some ways uh, of a portrayal, but he was not good in it um, either as the Riddler or even post reveal as just himself as Paul Dano. Yeah. So there is going to be an HBO max penguin uh, series. that may be a prequel to explain what the drops are and how Joker is involved in the drug distribution and the Mar- and the not the Mar- the Maroni case which is what we spend the whole uh, movie talking about which already happened yeah. like the big drug bust that was supposed to happen already happened in, this in some movie. ways that th- that makes sense to do because then this can be episodes 8 9 and 10 of the television show and they're just going to go back and make us episodes 1 through 7 because this is three episodes of a television show that they released uh, in theaters instead of on HBO Max like they should have yeah I did I didn't really I didn't really dig the penguin like I, he, I, I feel like he didn't really have anything to do even though like he had he Batman keeps coming to see him and I want to talk about this how the movie like has these things that Batman 
Batman fans like, but it just puts them in the wrong order. Like, there is a scene where he goes undercover into the Penguin's Club, which before the movie he somehow had never heard of or never heard of the Penguin, even though he's Batman. I digress. There's a scene where he uh, goes in as Batman and just beats everyone up, but that's right. the first one. There's a scene where he goes in as Bruce Wayne and he's welcomed in because he's a rich guy who knows people. That's the it's second weird. one. That's it the, is wrong the wrong order, order. to yes. do that. And the fight scene is the last one. Like they under like it's so strange. And at one point, he also there's four times now he sends Catwoman in undercover into like the more dangerous part of the club, and it just seemed like deeply irresponsible to, like from batman to do that to catwoman who he and then just also met. absolutely idiotically catwoman is just responding to him out loud while in the dangerous club he's like in her ear and she's just being like yep i'm going in all right i'll go i'll take another look at him batman like she's in the dangerous part of the club just like responding out loud to all of his voice commands i was like this just fucking feels idiotic the movie feels idiotic it really feels stupid but there's no reason for her to do it like batman has can walk in as himself he does so he's already done so t as batman and bruce wayne why does he need to say and then Catwoman undercover. It just doesn't make any sense. And the whole, and again, during this whole thing, we've lost all that, you know, Zodiac 7 tension. It's just been silly shit in the middle. So, like, that's another thing. Like, you can't make a Fincher movie and then put a superhero movie in the middle, right? That just doesn't work. You can't ha say, like, have a you know vulgar like fincher's movies are about like the vulgar intimacy of like violence these really one-on-one -on -one close quarters things even his alien is like a very intimate movie and like the first couple of scenes are like that but then it's like james bond in the middle with batman just getting shot a hundred times these big car chase scenes and then like uh him walking around like and moping like the crow like a like a low rent pg-13 crow which with the Nirvana yeah, I, song. I like Pattinson, but I feel like they lean a little too heavy on just like seeing him with his like hair all mussed up and like looking sad. I'm like, you guys <laughs> kind of forgot to do character in this and just thought you'd lean on like kind of the Robert Pattinson from like Twilight thing. You know what I mean? Just that he's like, it's it really is a throwback to like, you know, the sort of Edward Cullen um robert pattinson where he just kind of like walks around and like looks extremely sad and stuff like that um let's talk about the riddler's journals aka the john doe reveal again ripped straight from seven we see go to riddler's apartment and he had he's got hundreds of journals and with all his you know cipher well all his comments about how much he hates society it's the exact same thing from seven and i just couldn't imagine being like a film an adult film reviewer who had actually seen seven seeing this and not i can gagging. understand like, maybe if you're like, like a 14 year old and you've never seen seven yes. and you're like damn the tone of this is like insane and like oh those journals really look like what like a crazy person's journal might look like but yeah if you're like a film reviewer for the atlantic or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, it's weird because people are like, it evokes seven. And I'm like, no, it rips off seven. These are different things. You know <laughs> what I mean? It rips off seven and does it badly. Um, and that's not like good, you know? 
yeah, it doesn't do the movie any favors, doesn't do the actors any favors. You could do a different movie with this cast and roughly like this tone that would have been a lot more interesting, but you kept but there were so many attempts to shove in all these different aspects of Batman. And then by the end, we get the reveal that the story is actually about, you know, Batman's redemption. We hear about the word vengeance so much. And vengeance, vengeance, vengeance. That's what Batman Everybody says, says all the time. He's like, he never calls like, himself Batman. He just says, I am vengeance all the time. Corny, by the way. Oh, see, I see, I which is I'm okay. I'm okay with that, but I didn't notice it because other characters kept saying vengeance too. So I liked it. I didn't, know, and like they called him Batman all the time too. Like it's like no one, everybody knew his name was Batman. Yeah, like he, like it. So it was, yeah, but um, but he keeps saying it, and the end of this movie, Riddler's already arrested by the end. They caught Riddler because he's yeah. just a guy, right? He's just a nerd. He still somehow is maybe able to like overpower like all these extremely fit like <laughs> like cops and stuff for some reason throughout the movie. Uh, but and uh, surprise and overpower them, even though he's n- they know he's hunting them, whatever. But by the end, they arrest him and some of his. I swear to God, some of his. Riddler's reply guys are the final yes. boss of yes. this movie for Batman, and they're, they're all, all like, like, buff um, and like, like buff yeah. and like yeah, with they, a bunch of gear all, and like, shit. Spec ops yeah, I'm shit. like, it's so funny. It is so funny. Number one, I don't even care, but like, so a bunch of gunmen just get into where like the mayor is going to be doing her, except there's no security or anything like that. Like the, a bunch of like <laughs> literal, like YouTube reply guys are able to just walk in with like weapons up to the top of where the mayor is going to do her speech. Fine. I'll even in Gotham square, yes, Garden. In Gotham square garden. I'll even give you that. But yes, like that it is his fucking reply guys that show up and you know, then they're also like, I'm vengeance. By the way, we had to get, you, you always have to have one. We had to, of course, get the scene where Batman goes to Arkham and the Riddler says, we're not so different, you and I. You know, we had to get another of these wonderful scenes where Batman's villain, the yes, Joker where Batman's villain is like, you know, you and I are kind of the same. It's like, yeah, really? No fucking shit. How many fucking, again, like, <laughs> again, this is one of these things where I'm like, I guess maybe you had to do it with the plot of this being what it is. But given that this is now such a trope and so trite in Batman movies, maybe we shouldn't be making these anymore. You know, if every moment that you need to do in a Batman is boring, then why are we even making them except for the way that intellectual property works in this country? Yeah, there was also supposed to be a Joker interrogation scene. By oh, the way, really? Jack. They filmed, yeah, they filmed it. They just could. Well, I mean, just, just the joke again, like I said earlier, the reveal at the end of this movie being like, holy shit, the Joker is here. I'm like, that is not exciting. You know, to see, to see, there's the Jared Leto Joker. There's like fucking Jack Nicholson. <laughs> there's Heath Ledger. Like, we've got a million fucking Jokers. Gotham. There's Gotham Joker. Joaquin, Le- we've Lego got Joaquin Joker. Joker. I'm like that. There's a holy shit. You're telling me that this Batman is going to have the Joker fucking no shit. It's going to have the Joker. Like it'd be a better reveal if it was like calendar man or something like that. You know, like fuck. Like, wow. OK, we're going to see another uh, of uh, a Batman series is going to have Joker as the villain in the second movie. That's really fucking uh, unbelievable. Wow. That's exciting. I do want to mention, again, on the kind of the Kabaganda crime-fighting front, you can avoid a lot of the problematic elements of Batman by just having him fight, like, supervillains, too, right? Like, I was kind of surprised because a lot of Batman movies do open with him having a James Bond-like 
you know, fight with like a super villain, like a run in, like Mr. Freeze is, you know, trying to rob a bank, like a one, like a one off opener. I don't know why this one didn't like it it because it's trying to uh, set us in a Batman's already here. You're right. We're not doing You're the right. original story. Well, then it was start us off with like, cause that's how it, have uh, like Batman it, it fight Clayface or something like that. And just have him get put away at the beginning. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be knockout yeah, game guys. Somebody. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. one of the, and, and that would help establish the world and it'd be a lot more fun. And this m- movie, uh, references the Arkham City games so so much, but those games are just full with and all of the cartoonish the shit, stuff. The like the Arkham City is like it's yeah. such a funny thing because that does get the tone so right, but then also has such a comic bookiness to it. This one seems like again like a lot of the modern superhero movies, like it's sort of embarrassed to be comic booky in a weird way, but then also you know uh, has goofy shit like URL URL or whatever. Yeah, um, I also wanted to say at the end, sort of going off of the scene when he has to fight all the Riddler's henchmen and then we get another one where he pulls the mask off and they're like who are you and he's like I am vengeance I'm like wow fucking incredible Batman is like his villains I'm mm-hmm. I'm so fucking sh- I'm so stunned at this revelation that Batman is some in some in some ways like his villains then we had to squeeze in it's like the screenwriters forgot it's like Matt Reeves forgot that in modern screenwriting you have to have a moment in the third act where it looks like the character is gonna die and sacrifice himself <laughs> a wire like disconnects from the ceiling and a wire is gonna go like into the water and this is the most lazy uh, like the most lazily executed like sacrifice himself of the hero that I've seen like that I can even remember it's like just 45 seconds of like Batman jumps on this thing cuts the wire and then it's all in slow-mo they show Catwoman and Gordon looking like holy shit is he gonna die and then he just fucking lands in water like it is so goofy like they <laughs> forgot I swear they like forgot that they have to have that beat like because all the screenwriting books say you have to have that beats and so of course all the executives uh, at the film studios like insist on it being in there um it's not earned it sucks yeah so jack people are going to disagree with you about the idea that batman does not have an arc because a lot of people are saying that it goes from him showing being entirely focused on vengeance and fighting and beating people up to saving gotham ice and how do they show this in the movie i swear to god they have the 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 Dams have been blown by Katrina. There's an explicit Katrina reference. The entire city is flooding. He's in Gotham Square Garden. The mayor's been shot, but she's fine. For some reason, she's extremely young and black, but like no one. But her politics seem like to the right of like her opponent. The mayor gets killed at the start of the movie. We never see like a deputy mayor or anything. So I'm like, so this lady Rial wins. Did she win against like no one because the mayor was killed? Like it yeah, is very funny I, to build it around I, like, oh, she got elected. I'm like, yeah, against nobody. Like the other guy was killed in the first scene. From the speeches of the you know dead mayor, he sounds she sounds like she's to the right of him. So it's very well. Unclear, I guess it's like, because this even, this Gotham like, renewal to- fund is like corrupt or something but it is funny that he's like we need uh, to like use the renewal fund and she's like the renewal fund is a joke like forget the renewal fund <laughs> like damn <laughs> shit what fucking austerity here city's flooding people have have been rushed into Gotham square garden to save themselves from the incoming flooding waters the water is flooded he's finally beating all up off 
all the incels. It really took him, Gordon, and Catwoman to take out like five like. And then we also get the scene where Gordon has to like stop him from like beating someone to death. But it's not Riddler. It's not like Penguin. It's just one of these reply guy incels that Batman's like going too far. Which, by the way. I would say for those who are like Batman has an arc, he was all about vengeance. Um, he was just about to beat someone literally to death right before he like does the thing where he like tries to save people. So I don't know if that's much of an arc if like he actually hasn't grown at that point. But go on. And it's weird because he does inject himself with venom, which is a deep comic reference that they do not. I guess it's adrenaline. But yes, it's like it is funny. He like banes out at the end. So the water is flooding. These people are in the water. And Batman heroically goes down into the water, lights the torch, and carries them. And you've probably seen this scene before through the water into seemingly Some deeper water. water. Just from one <laughs> part of the water. I guess they're to like the behind like the rafters or something. But yes, it's like it's not like the rafters are like crushing them. They're able to kind of like walk around them. He doesn't like lift it up or anything. Yeah. Like he just walks he's like, I guess I guess because the electricity got turned off, so he's like got a torch, you know? I guess that's what it is. Yeah. But it the thing is, is like that is such a poorly design like action set piece to show off like Batman say, uh, giving up vengeance and turning to like rescuing people because he doesn't actually rescue anybody it's just like I understand like what they're going for and people dig that vibe but it's not earned and it's not like shown on the screen you're just supposed to assume that oh this is the scene where they where the superhero rescues people but because of COVID shoots or whatever we don't have the budget to we didn't think this through you know, we're just going to show him walking from one side of the water. It does feel very other. COVID shot. And in, in a way where I was like in the trailers, I was like, OK, this looks kind of good for being shot in COVID. You see the actual movies. Those are the only scenes that have more than a couple people in them. Um, the entire movie is just like two people to a scene. Bunch of boring ass, like you said, the LED screen backdrop. And like, yeah, I um, I think Matt Reeves is not good. I think Matt Reeves is a hack. And I also think that secretly he's not credited on this movie. But J.J. Abrams just got his big Warner Brothers deal, and he's doing the new Batman cartoon with Matt Reeves. Um, Matt Reeves was the co-creator of Felicity and the co-creator of, like, Cloverfield and all this shit. This is secretly a J.J. No, movie. Jack. This no, is secretly Jack. a J.J. This is a darker mystery yes. than the fucking This, Riddler. by the way, Leslie, oh this is God. the reveal of the mystery box. I'm doing the mystery box reveal at the end of the episode, and what it is is J.J. Uh, is secretly in charge of D.C. at Warner Brothers right now. J.J. No. secretly in charge of D.C. No. And, you know, if you thought D.C. was going down the wrong path, you know, with, you know, ending the Snyderverse and, you know, the, the kind of stuff they've done lately, it's going to be getting worse because uh, J.J. is quietly in oh. charge over there. Oh, folks. Well, before we get too dark and twisted and too scary, let's end this episode. Jack, will you give this one a thumbs down? I give this one a thumbs down. I I really, I think that this honestly... I like I haven't seen Batman and Robin in a long time, um, but I think that this might be the worst Batman movie. I think I'm just going to make the the assumption right now that because Batman and Robin is not three hours, it's better than this Batman movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a little perplexed by everybody being as over the moon as they are about this movie. Um, I really didn't like much of it from beginning to end. And I went in as someone who was like actually kind of excited to see this movie and liked all the actors and everything and 
I'm not a sourpuss, folks. I just did not like this movie at all. Yeah, I w- didn't. I didn't go in with any expectations, but I was ready to be like entertained and have fun, and it was referencing a lot of stuff I know and like. But I was really shocked to walk out genuinely thinking. That's the worst Batman movie. Like, every, that's the worst. I mean, I was going through one, my head. I'm like, it shouldn't like, be possible. Burton Batman beats it. Batman Returns beats it. Batman Forever is way more solid than people give it credit. And so that one's actually pretty good. All the Nolans beat this one. Batman versus Superman beats this one. The only one I'm not sure. I mean, Batman 66 beats this one. Uh, the only one yes. I'm not oh, sure so about. Much you know, the Batman, the, the Mask of the Phantasm beats this easily. You know what I mean? Justice, Justice League. League, Batman versus superman beats it even like if you really want to get into it like the batman beyond direct-to-video like return of the joker movie beats this <laughs> return yeah, of the like, joker you know, I, the, <laughs> batman versus the only one i'm not sure about uh is is batman and robin and maybe i'll give it a rewatch i don't know like at least that one is like consistently it's like, trying to fun be funny like, like that's big... the thing with that one it's like it's trying to be funny and so you know even stuff like they're like the batman credit card scene is in that and i'm like yeah but it's a fucking comedy movie that's trying to be like batman 66 and campy and shit you know we'll have to talk a little bit more about the history of batman because it's so bizarre that we're at this point because even when batman 89 came out at people's first reaction was like, why are you making a Batman movie? That goofy character right, from the right. 60s. Like that was the reaction that people had. But now we're at this point and it's like, I can't, I am so happy that cinema yeah. is back and we have like this very Arturist, you know, Batman movie. It's just a completely ridiculous flip that's happened in this, in the past, uh, you know, 30, 40 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think for, if anything, it's time to go back to Batman 66. You know what I mean? Like, I think we've had yes. plenty <laughs> of the over serious fucking emo, you know, super, super serious Batman. Um, I even think like, Batman, you know, Batman versus Superman and uh, Justice League was kind of getting back to like sci-fi and somewhat goofy Batman while still like taking it seriously. Um, but yeah, I think DC, you know, is going down the wrong path here. And I think that this is just another of the, you know, not so impressive DC movies um, that they're that they're doing now. All right, folks, that was Struggle Session. Later. Have a good one. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.